0: Welcome to a new episode of our HardwareX podcast featuring author interviews. HardwareX is an open access journal established to promote free and open source designing, building, and customizing of scientific infrastructure. I'm your host, Santosh Pandey from Iowa State University. Our guests today are Marcel Bentancourt and Horacio Pilacci from Montevideo, Uruguay. Their research interests are in optics and experimental physics. In February 2021, their team published a paper in HardwareX titled Lucia, an open source device for disinfection of N95 masks using UVC radiation. The paper is part of the special issue, COVID-19 Medical Hardware, edited by our Editor-in-Chiefs Todd Duncombe and Joshua Pierce. The paper is freely available to anyone through open access. So Marcel and Horacio, thank you so much for coming to our show. Congratulations on your paper that is so relevant during the time of COVID-19 pandemic. To start with, could you tell us something about your research interests and the research environment in Uruguay? Thanks, Satosh.
1: It's a pleasure to participate in this podcast. Well, Thank you. my original research area is in plant molecular biology. But okay. some years ago, I worked at also in the development of hardware to use in the laboratory in Uruguay, we have the opportunity to access a free university, like the University of the Republic, where the majority okay. of the scientific research is going, doing in our country. Out that we have excellent human resources, we can publish in international journals as Havarex. The material resources and the budget for us is very limited.
0: Okay.
2: okay. Uh, in particular, uh, I'm engineer. Um, but I have made a PhD in physics, uh, and today uh, I'm, in fact, an experimental physicist making basic research in atomic physics and quantum optics, completely okay. <laughs> distant okay. from the subject of our article.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Marcel, you said it's kind of the resources are a little limited. In that case, having something that is open source and having open source hardware that actually, I think, is much more suitable for low-resource settings, right? Is
1: absolutely. Absolutely, yes. yes. Because okay. you, can, okay. you can use uh, the same devices with the same purposes at minimal cost, and you can do the repair of the parts easier than the, with the proprietary uh, uh, technology.
0: Okay. Moving on, no one knew that N95 masks would be in such a short supply worldwide last year. Uh, your paper mentioned an interesting fact that in 2006, there was a committee already set up by the Institute of Medicine called the Committee on the Development of Reusable Masks for Use During the Influenza Pandemic. So that, I felt, was really intriguing. Could you tell us something more about the committee and what its findings were?
1: Well, Santosh, in terms of time for our species as humankind, the pandemics are not an strange event. In okay. already in our biology courses during the, my degree, the professor mentioned the possibility of a viral pandemic. In the history of human of humankind, the pandemics are not an strange event, but when it happens in our generation, it disrupts our everyday life. Particularly when we research about the development of tools to fight against this new virus, we will research previous work on the matter. We find okay. several studies about how to manage the reuse of recycling of personal protective elements, including N95 face masks. The committee that you mentioned generated a report considering a pandemic by the influenza virus already in 2006. It was published and is still available on the website of the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine of the USA. Without okay. vaccines or effective treatments, the use of N95 face mask was indicated as an important non-pharmacological measure. It mentions the necessity to have a protocol for the safe and responsible use of this kind of, of mask when a shortage happens. At least in the early stage of the pandemic, a shortage of this kind of mask was predictable. A set of recommendations was made to prepare near a long-term uh, pandemic threat. A discussion of common surgical and uh, N95 mask was done. This study finds that a decontaminated mask is not equally secure as a new, a new one. This is the, the main findings right, of this report.
0: Right. Okay. How did both of you start collaborating on this paper? Or was your collaboration really established much before you guys got together, before the pandemic?
2: Both of us have uh, previous experience on making, on using light to treat some uh, illness or to decontaminate some uh, rooms, for example. We have experience. Okay. We, 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 in fact, we, we work in different faculties. In, in, okay. in our in our university but okay. uh, somehow we we knew each other and we we start to collaborate with a, a lot of other people because the in our group there were a lot of people for example physicists biologists uh, virologists uh, engineers a lot of people working to co- in collaboration to design this equipment in fact we start thinking how we can collaborate to to fight against this virus. We we didn't know that, in fact, N95 mask uh, would be the the subject of our research.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of the time, very wonderful inventions come out by bringing people from different disciplines, whether it is physics or engineering or biologists coming together. and. Uh, Right now, I think it is common knowledge that UV radiations can kill viruses and disinfect uh, large areas. We all got to learn through this pandemic last year that UV radiations are so useful. So could you explain something more about the biocidal effects of UV radiations against viruses?
1: Yes, the ultraviolet radiation is part of the electromagnetic spectrum, yeah? In particular, according to its length wave value, you can distinguish three ultraviolet regions of this specter. They are called ultraviolet A, B, and C bands in an increasing value of energy. The ultraviolet C band is the most powerful. Since the 19th century, the biocidal effect of the UVC radiation is known. In the year uh, 2080, also in Water Keys journal, we published a low cost and programmable prototype device to disinfect rooms using UVC radiation not only for viruses, also for bacteria, fungi, or pathogens. A natural source of ultraviolet radiation is our sun, but because the filtering effect of the atmosphere, a very little fraction of the UVC band reaches the surface of the planet. Perhaps for this, there are not effective mechanisms in the living beings to fight against this radiation. At the molecular level, the UVC radiation modifies the structure of the nucleic acid, DNA or RNA, the substance with which the genomes are made of. It causes the demonization of some of these nitrogenated bases. And as a consequence, the nucleic acid molecules broken are not correctly replicated. So the living cells die, or in the case of the virus, it cannot continue replicating. This is the main effect, but also there are other effects at the level of other biomolecules like uh, proteins.
0: So when you say UVC, could you tell our listeners what does the C band refer to?
2: Well, in, in fact, in the C band, what we have is the most energetic photons. You know, in, in the three bands I mentioned, Marcel, you have different energy for the photons, and in the C band is, you, is what we call the Hermesidal spectral band, where where photon is so energetic that can start to create mutations, and, and if these these mutations are so frequent or uh, catastrophic, the the organism will die. (laughs) This is the idea.
0: Okay, if I have two different species, is there a way to do selective damage? Like if I have a host and I have the virus within the host, is there a way to protect the host, but still kill the virus?
1: Mm, Not, not there is no. Right,
0: okay. Uh, Could you tell me about the invention, your system, the irradiation chamber, what is the light source, What is the dosage? What's the waveform of the emission? What's the wavelength of the emission?
2: Yes. Well, in fact, we we have used mercury vapor lamps. Mercury vapor have some emission peak near 254 nanometers, just in in the spectral band, in the hermissidal spectral band between 220 and 280 nanometers, that is the the C-band. And why we, we use this, these sources? Well, in fact, there are other sources to obtain hemicidal UV radiation, for example, like LED that's modern <laughs> light source. Yeah. However, we, we have used this charge tube uh, because these sources are relatively cheap, and this is all yeah. old, well-known, and proved technology in which we can trust. And most important, they are widely available in the market. Normally, yeah,
0: the 254 nanometer is the most common one, right?
2: Yes, it's mercury line. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And normally these are used, for example, inside sterile chambers, uh, cabinets, or uh, in, hospi- okay. in hospital, you, you, use, uh, you usually have some extra lamps. In these um, circumstances of pandemic, uh, is, we, we decided to use this well-known and proved uh, okay. technology.
0: How did you decide the dosage? What's the optimum dosage, or how much time do you have to do the exposure?
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, this is a, a very important parameter because um, you, you need high intensity UV because you have to penetrate the the, the material, the filter. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: But uh, if you ask, if you use too much energy, you can affect uh, the the mask. So this, concerning the dosage, this parameter was reviewed uh, in the community during the last year, 2020. We, in fact, we start uh, working with uh, with a recommended parameter of one joule per square centimeter of UV light energy, and we finish okay. the, the equipment working with two joules per square centimeter because this is parameter was okay. uh, changing during the hour development. So we used uh, this value of two okay. joules per square centimeter. On the, of, a, of each side of the uh, max surface the, the face mask, mask should be radiated with this uh, energy dose and to change this energy dose you just simply change the, the time you expose the, the, the max to the to the lamp. Usually, uh, you want to have a, a high intensity source in order to reduce the exposure time there is a, okay. an important there is a, a key element in this in this equipment that if okay. you want to to really disinfect a mask, a face mask, you have to be sure that you you irradiate homogeneously the the surface of the mask. The mask, okay. the face mask, should be homogeneously irradiated. Otherwise, you risk to have uh, an under-irradiated point uh, and then a contaminated mask. To have a uniform irradiation of the whole internal and external surface of the mask you have to place the mask inside we, we in fact we have placed the mask inside a, a irradiation chamber uh, and we okay. use some reflecting aluminum walls no so we have a okay. reflector in order to redirect the, the light of the of the of the tubes in order yeah. to irradiate the, the whole uh, irregular surface of the mask, the mask in order right. to equalise this irradiation this is yes. very yeah. very important
0: so I was wondering, a follow-up question is, how do you ensure that the radiation is uniform in the chamber? Or the reflectors are assumed to be perfect, that the radiation will be uniform?
2: Yes, yes, this is very important. So in the, okay. in the sense, the key element is the reflector, the geometry of the, of the reflector. Yes. You use an aluminum surface that we have to, to use a, a special geometry in order to redirect the light, to reflect the light. Diffuse light okay. going out from the tubes and redirect this light to the mask surface.
0: Okay.
2: And you have, uh, for example, two two reflectors. One reflector for the for the let's say the external surface of the mask, and another for the internal surface that dif- have different curvature, different concavity. You know, and this okay. in this sense we have two different geometries.
0: Okay. I can imagine cost-wise, you want to have least number of light source, probably one light source and a smart arrangement of reflectors rather yeah. than having two, three light sources and a lousy reflector, right?
2: Yes, that that the key element was, well, let's try to use the the minimum number of, uh, of light sources. <laughs> we, in fact, okay. as I told you, we start using only two tubes, one for the uh, external surface and another one for the internal surface of the mask. Yeah. But at last, as at the the parameter of those increases, we we finish with two tubes for the external surface and one tube for the internal. We we use in in three tubes uh, in the equipment.
0: Okay. So did you have biologists that were involved in the testing part of it? Yes. Or virologists. Yes.
1: Yeah, we we have. Well, I am biochemist, um, molecular biologist, but we okay. have the participation of a virologist, the doctor Santiago Mirazo. Okay. And you know, to to validate this, we use a surrogate virus. Working with an infective SARS CoV 2 re- virus requires an available laboratory with biosecurity level three. What okay. we so it restricts the number of groups able to do a science involving this virus. When it's not possible okay. to evaluate this, we use a surrogate virus. In our cases, it's the human respiratory syncytial virus, a virus with okay. several similar. Similarities with the SARS-CoV-2, for example, both are RNA enveloped uh, virus. Okay. So okay. We can use this.
0: So viruses with with the RNA envelope, I guess.
1: Right. <laughs> RNA okay. in, yes, in genome and an
0: envelope. Uh, arrow. Uh, yes. Yes. So the best part was I thought your paper was very timely. I think it's 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 getting quite a few readership from hardware X. So I think that would be. Very interesting. So uh, another aspect on the technology development is you have to worry about the economics and the cost. So I was wondering, have you tried to do some calculations at the back of an envelope on how much saving can a hospital or a medical facility do by buying your system one time and disinfecting a lot of N95 masks versus using the masks one time and throwing them away?
2: The problem there is that uh, it's not clear that you can use masks several times, no? Uh, right, yeah. Because uh, as I told you, UBC light uh, degrades polymers. So we have to take yes. care in order to not to affect the structure of the mask due to the exposure to a high intensity UBC light. Huh? Fortunately, okay. they was they was already investigated in the past, this effect okay. of UBC light on, uh, on a 95 mask.
0: Can this technology be applied to like cloth masks or medical gowns or caps? Because that's uh, reusable.
2: Yes, maybe. Uh, wh- what you have to do is to investigate how much this UBC light will... Two things. First of all, how UBC light will penetrate in the tissue because the UBC light is, is, is easily absorbed by every material. That's why you, okay. you, you, have, you need a very... Intensity, uh, strong, uh, high-intensity light because okay. UBC light will penetrate and diffuse inside the tissue or of, of, of the material you are using and you, you have to reach the most deepest uh, fibers in the, in the tissue just to kill the virus there. Great. But at the same time, as you are using a very strong light Yes, in this, in this sense, it can affect the, the polymers or the fibers you are using in your cloth. So you have to take care in order to use too much intensity or, or too much times the disinfection. That's why you have to right. to be in, in the middle within the, uh, an effective life for disinfection, but not to affect uh, the tissue.
0: Yeah. I would wonder that if you increase the intensity or if you increase the exposure time, the system will age much faster too, right? We
2: have to... to two problems there. The, the lamps will, uh, will have some, uh, will some reduction of emission due to aging of, yes. of the lamps. And the other things are you, you start to have some maybe some dust on the surfaces of the lamp or in the reflector in our case if you are mm-hmm. using a reflector. That's why in our equipment you are using a, a, an internal photodetector that is compensating this, this aging. We, are, we okay. are measuring the UV light inside the chamber and you are controlling and, and determining what, what is the, the, the exposure time. and You are compensating this aging effect. Uh,
0: do you have a number, like uh, if I buy your system, how many cycles can I do it before it ages and, and dies off?
2: Uh, well, in fact, we recommend the hospitals where this equipment is being used now, a maximum okay. of, of three to five disinfection for the masks. I mean, you, you can say that you, you, your max stock could increase three to, to five times.
0: <laughs> so did you plan initially to keep everything open source to help anyone who wants to replicate your design? Or was it like after the system was built, you decided to make it open source?
1: From the beginning. From the beginning, okay. we, we want to, to share this as a useful tool for uh, okay. emergency situations. Okay. Okay. Keep in mind okay. always that the N95 masks are disposable items. Are 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 disposable, but yeah. in some circumstances you cannot buy more masks. Uh, for okay. example, during the last year, it was not possible to to import this kind of item. So you need yeah. to reuse and flexibilize the rules to use them.
0: Okay. So what was your experience working with Hardware X? Right from submitting your material to getting it published and Do you have any suggestions from the journal?
1: Well, um, the journal is a fantastic tool to the community because it's possible to collaborate with other people in the world and communicate the discoveries and inventions and the problems, identify the problems. And I think it would be a good idea to be indexed by, by portals like PubMed, for example, I see that yes. the, this special number about COVID-19 is uh, indexed in PubMed, but it's it's very convenient to to be our presence in that that engine. Okay. okay.
0: Anything else you want to add on what we have talked?
1: <laughs> so only uh, thanks for the space, great idea, the journal, and keep encouraging the the open source development.
0: Thank you so much for coming to our show. Congratulations on the impactful work and We'll get to talk again, definitely.
1: Thank Thank you you so much.